I'm your health coach, Melissa Lee. Here at Thriving with Nourishment Health, I provide women with the resources to reclaim fertility and celebrate periods through the lens of functional medicine. It is time to empower ourselves with natural solutions over band-aid medicines. We will get to the root cause of symptoms to see the bigger picture. Let us find the ability to heal ourselves, get back to Mother Nature, and live in a healthier world. Hi everyone, I have Marley Harnett on the show today. Marley is a fellow holistic health coach with a particular interest in helping women struggling with PMS, menstrual disorders, and extreme mood swings to address not only the hormonal imbalances, but to live in harmony with their menstrual cycle. I'm really excited because PMS is like a hot, hot topic amongst women, I feel. And it's always like, a, you know, consider a typical thing or a normal thing. And I'm really excited to have her on because she will be sharing her own PMS story with us. And so if you are someone Who's listening and who is struggling with anger and also PMS, this episode will be most applicable to you. So welcome to the show, Marley. Oh, thank you so much. I love being here. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, I'm really excited. Um, also because, you know, I just got to know you, so I'm also very yeah. interested in your story. So what was it like? Tell us your story about um, PMS. Okay, so I guess like many women, I actually started on the birth control pill and also the birth control shot, which is called the Depofira, at a really early age, um, before my 20s. And I was taking that because I think like many women, I just felt like I was being a responsible adult. Um, my mum my had me when she was really young too, so I was very cautious about, you know, falling pregnant. Mm -hmm. um, and I guess... Yeah. <laughs> and I guess like when I went to the doctor, you know, they didn't tell me there was any side effects or anything like that. And I know that when I first started getting my period, it was quite heavy. It was very painful. Um, I remember like taking days off school and it was that sort of pain where I would be lying on the floor curled up because it was just that bad. Mm -hmm. And so I remember clearly the doctor telling me that, you know, this might actually help with the pain and help regulate, regulate my cycle. And, you know, I wouldn't be such, you know, I wouldn't be having such heavy bleeds. And I thought, yeah, of course, you know, why not? I'll sign up for that. So I didn't really consider that it was necessarily going to be detrimental to my own health and well-being. Mm -hmm. And I actually thought the pill was pretty cool. You know, when I went into university, I was like, yeah, I can skip that week if I yeah. have Totally. I understand that. I was on the pill for four years. <laughs> yeah, so I was like, this is great. And, um, and so like, you know, and when I started working, like every now and then I would have a break, mostly because I would forget to take the pill. That was, and then when I did have those breaks, I noticed that um, my PMS symptoms would come back with a vengeance. It was really, really bad. Um, on top of that, you know, I was living on my own, you know, when I was 20, I was on my own. So I was working, I was at uni. And so I was also partying really hard. So my diet and lifestyle was just crazy, um, which didn't really help. You know, looking back, I can, can see how that was a contributing factor to my PMS symptoms. And um, I was also that sort of, you know, young, you know, working woman where, um, you know, when I would get sick, you know, I, I was like, play hard, work hard. So. Right. 
I was the sort of person that to counteract the, my terrible diet and lifestyle, I used to exercise really hard. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then when I would get sick, I would be on antibiotics for, you know, two weeks. So. That sounds like a story that, you know, resonates with like many women. Um, I definitely resonate with you around that age group. Like I'm, I was also partying really hard and I felt like that contributed to my PCOS diagnosis. Like, three years later um so i so i'm interested to know you said that you know uh in your pms you have like kind of a rage or anger component like that sounds scary first of all (laughs) but like can like you know how did that manifest like tell us more okay so the best way i could describe that rage feeling is like i was a normal person and then i would suddenly something would trigger me and it was like I would turn into the incredible Hulk. I could actually feel that rage. I could just feel it. Like my whole body would go red and it was like this volcanic volcanic eruption. Mm -hmm. I had no filter and it didn't matter where I was, if I was at home or if I was out in public. And the people that used to get confronted by this would be my boyfriends at the time. And they were For them. (laughs) I know. I feel so bad. Like um, I you know, they were genuinely afraid of me. Like there were times where I I could tell that they were tiptoeing around me because they were just scared, you know, what I would do. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think, you know, not only was the rage a component was that on top of that, it was also anxiety. You know, I would be very highly anxious. You know, I started, when I would start a new job, everything was very scary. I would find myself in the you know bathroom crying Mm -hmm. because I was afraid to make a phone call. And, but I just thought I was a really emotional being. I didn't really think much of it. And then I had a a panic attack that was quite significant. It was my first ever. And I locked myself in the boardroom and my manager and my manager's manager were trying to talk me out of there. But I was, you know, I was so emotional. I was in a panic. You know, when you're, when you're experiencing a panic attack, it's, it's all consuming. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, I didn't leave that boardroom until everyone had left the, the building. And so that's when I thought, okay, I think I have a problem. Right. And um, so I, I thought, you know what, maybe it's a mental health issue. And I went to seek out that. And then it wasn't until I actually started to address my own lifestyle and my diet. That's when things started to change. Right. Okay. And so how did you get to the point where you want to change your lifestyle? You know, like, I mean, I feel like it could be quite like scary to think it's a mental health issue. Like how did you Mm. relate that to hormones? I think, I think I had several boyfriends that were, there was a pattern that started to develop. You know, at first okay. it was just me living on my own. I was playing, you know, I was you know, working and studying and you know, it was just like, it never, nothing really occurred to me until I started having one boyfriend, two boyfriends, you know, the second boyfriend, the third boyfriend. And then I started to see a pattern unfold. And I thought, mm-hmm. you know what, maybe there's something wrong with me. And mm-hmm. so when I went down the route in seeing a counselor, um, it was helpful. Like I learned some tools and and techniques to deal with my anger, but I didn't feel like, I felt like something intuitively that was something wrong with me. And it wasn't until I actually met a friend of mine who was really into non-toxic living, um, 
And she started, she actually shared with me a book and the book was about fertility awareness and Mm -hmm. building a relationship with your menstrual cycle. And I was like, okay, that's really interesting. And she started educating me about xenoestrogens and um, hormone disrupting chemicals and personal care products. And I was like, okay, like that was like news to me. And so Mm -hmm. I thought, okay, why not? We're hanging out more often. And, and I started just changing little things. Just right. little, and then I started to notice a huge difference in my moods. And because I was doing the fertility awareness, I was tracking my cycle. And then I noticed like, yeah, month by month, things were changing. Yeah. So that's kind of what, yeah, it was purely by just crossing paths with a friend. That friend might have been put into your life <laughs> at the right time, right position. Um, yeah, I love that. I felt like it's very organic the way you learned about like, you know, a better lifestyle and also all the stuff about the toxins and beauty products. Mm -hmm. So I guess, and what about your diet? I guess you've also changed the way you ate at that time. Yeah. Look, you know, in my twenties, I lived on tea and toast. That was, (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. and because I was, I'm a type A personality. So I just go, 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 go. Even if my body breaks down, I would just keep going. And so back then I would just not eat. So when I remembered, oh, I should eat, but usually I would remember to eat is when I get really cranky, but I just thought everyone got cranky when they didn't eat. Um, So yeah, I just started paying attention to my diet. So actually eating, you know, nutritious food, I didn't follow any particular regimen. It was just more like, oh, I should probably eat, you know, stop eating diet food and stop eating um, takeaway all the time. I just started cooking more at home. Yeah. yeah, so it was just really simple changes. It wasn't anything specific. Um, so that was, it was just like, it was, I guess it was just bit by bit making little tiny tweaks and then things started to change. Mm, but sounds, definitely yeah. the cycle, cycle tracking made the huge difference because if I wasn't tracking my cycle, I probably wouldn't have noticed the changes. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. And that's where, you know, the power of awareness and observing mm. comes in which I feel like it's lacking in a lot of women because they're also not aware of that. Um, So when you were having all this PMS, were you also on the birth control? Yes. So for me, I, I was pretty terrible with taking the pill because it would, I would forget. Yeah. So that's why I was saying like every couple of months, I think, I think what I now know is that, I started on the birth control pill really early on. So my hormones hadn't had a chance to fully develop. And so I I actually interrupted my natural cycle. And so what would happen is, you know, the birth control pill would actually mask my symptoms. But every time I would forget, I'd skip a week and then get back on. It was that's when I would notice my PMS symptoms. Mm. Um, it wasn't until, you know, after I started tracking my cycle, I decided, you know what, I'm actually just going to come off the birth control symptom, um, birth control pill. Yeah. And that's when things just went crazy. Like my cycle was from 28 days to 40 days. It would just, it was very heavy. So it was very irregular. It was very painful and it probably took me a good, um, six months before things started to go. Mm-hmm more cyclical more more natural yeah wow that's a big observation um mm. felt like your periods like rebounded 
with a vengeance, with the anger yeah. on its own, basically. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what's interesting? Like I still was um, very emotional, yeah. but the anger wasn't, um, it didn't have so much control over me. I didn't, mm. you know, when I used the term the incredible Hulk, it was like, I could sense that I was upset or I'd be mm -hmm. triggered, but I was able to control it. Well, before yeah. it would just be all consuming and I would just explode. Yeah. Wow. Power of awareness. Yes. So earlier you mentioned that, okay, the birth control pill masked your hormones. And so, you know, your body probably didn't know what to do with it, with its own hormones when you got off the pill. So in that regard, how does the birth control pill contribute to PMS symptoms? So the birth control pill basically just stops you from getting pregnant. So it stops ovulation from happening. So if you're not, if it's stopping ovulation, it sort of um, stops the ebb and flows of the hormones throughout mm -hmm. the month. So if in my case, it was able to mask my symptoms. I was having a regular cycle, but my period, it wasn't a true cycle. It wasn't a true period. So even my um, menstruation was light. Um, it wasn't heavy anymore, which is great, you know, if that's what you wanted to do, but it wasn't a true period. So... Right. But in my work, I find that, you know, women have different symptoms. Like some of people, some people actually go on their birth control pill and they actually, their PMS symptoms worsen. So it just depends on the individual. Mm -hmm. But most of the time when I work with women, they are wanting to get off the birth control. And that's when they notice yeah. their mood swings are significant. I see. And so, you know, you talk about your work with clients um, who have PMS and other like extreme mood swings. Um, mm. I'm guessing PMDD as well, like premenstrual dysphoric disorder. Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, with, with that, I think um, that's, well, I, when it comes to rage and the point that it takes control of your life. Yeah. Um, that can be quite significant because, you know, people have um, um, depressive episodes and, you know, sometimes, you know, there were days where I just wouldn't, you know, I, that, that actually happened one day. One day I just um, had an injury at work and I just didn't rock up to work. Mm. I just was just so overwhelmed and couldn't believe that happened to me and I just didn't rock up to work. Now, this was me in a corporate career, so it wasn't like I was, you know, working a job where it was a casual position. It was okay. They could just replace me. Yeah. You know, I had responsibilities. I had caseloads. I used to work in occupational rehab. So, um, yeah, it was quite detrimental. So when, when you have extreme PMS symptoms, some people can be diagnosed with, you know, PMDD. Mm -hmm. What are some misconceptions about PMS that you find with the women you work with? Okay. Um, I think, I think a lot of women can relate to this is that not everyone has PMS. Like some people may have symptoms of PMS every now and then, but there are some people who experience PMS on a regular occurrence. But I think the misconception is that a lot of people, um, think everybody, every woman gets PMS. And mm -hmm. so what I really dislike about that is that if you're genuinely upset about something, like just say your partner says something um, insensitive or, you know, said something that just kind of hurt your feeling and you said, you know, you'd be upset about it. 
Um, you know, they turn around and say, oh, is it that time of month? Or you yeah, pure? that's so annoying. Like, I feel like that's just part of the stereotype. And then also, like, you know, the whole phrase, like, oh, it's like, it's common and normal to have PMS or painful cramps. And it's not, it's like, it's common, but it's not normal. Like, we're not supposed to be this way every month. Yeah, and it invalidates it. Well, it's insensitive, but it also invalidates and you, you might genuinely have a concern. And so I really don't like that because it's very dismissive. Mm-hmm. And in a sense, to some women, it may feel very disrespectful. So that's one misconception is that assuming that all women have PMS and therefore if they have a, genu- gen- a genuine upset about something, that's because they're PMSing. Right. Um, I that's think... Okay, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> and I, that's why I said I think a lot of women can yeah. relate to that. Yeah. Um, I think also, like many women, like I mentioned, is a lot of us have started on a birth control pill really early in, you know, really, you know, in our teenage years. Mm-hmm. And so I think we just assume that, you know, if the doctor says it's, you know, it's okay for you. It's going to help regulate your cycle. That's, we're not told that it's going to prevent ovulation and that, you know, it will mask some of the symptoms that you have. So I think what's really important for women, and this is where I'm really fortunate to have a friend that sort of educated me on that, was to actually build and develop, develop a relationship with your menstrual cycle and actually know what's happening um, throughout the month. Mm-hmm. And that also helped me sort of manage my moods as well. Yeah, I love that. Um, so, so on that note, I actually want to dive a little bit into like lifestyle solutions for PMS. Um, you know, little things that people can change. Um, you mentioned fertility awareness. Are there any other things like, I guess, food or anything like that? Yes. So I'll actually give you some examples. So I had a client, Ashley. She, you know, I got her to sort of have a look at her food and she loves food. But what I noticed is I asked her just to take me, you know, take some pictures of your food and everything that she ate was brown. Oh, like she would cook things yeah. until the point that it was brown. And so I said to her, look, you know, just eat colorful food. Like whenever you make something, just make sure there's, you know, at least three colors and they're vibrant and you can see them. Mm-hmm. And so just making small tweaks like that, just making sure that the food is nutrient dense, but not cooking it to the point that it's brown yeah that was really essential mm-hmm. another thing is i think um pms with your menstrual cycle when it comes to pms so it's that time before you you know you menstruate with pms symptoms it's like a i've heard this being used before it's like a report card so it sort of tells you what's going on in your life you know people tend to say um you know your your menstrual cycle is a fifth vital sign of your body mm-hmm. so it's like you know, when people come to me and they've got some hormonal health issue and they're, you know, really angry at their uterus, it's like, no, like you should be really grateful. This is actually really, it's telling you what's going on. It's the, it's your, it's your, um, you've got your own internal diagnostic tool. It is Mm -hmm. a feedback system that tells you that whatever the way that you're living your life is not sustainable. And that's one of the things I didn't really realize is that I wasn't living my life in a sustainable way. And so one of the things that people can do is look about, look at um, breaking the stress cycle. So often like in the world that we live in, stress is constantly 
in, you know, const we're constantly exposed to stress, whether it is through the foods that we eat, because we're not eating well, um, just the environment, like I touched on about, you know, environmental toxins, just the toxins in our day-to-day -day, um, personal care products, to just our mental thoughts. And so one of the, you know, I, and everyone's heard the analogy of the saber-toothed uh, saber tiger. And that, um, you know, when, when we're attacked, you know, we either go in fight or flight mode or freeze. Mm -hmm. But today's world, you know, it could be a, a work deadline. And so we're not necessarily running away from a saber-toothed tiger, but our body doesn't realize that. So one way that you can actually break the stress cycle is to move your body. And mm -hmm. so that's what I've seen with, a few of my clients is a lot of them are highly stressed, but they're not moving their body. And so yeah. just finding out, you know, what sort of movements help them just to help um, literally shake out the stress. I love that. Like movements mm. are part of like detoxing, um, you know, you, you get your like lymph fluid going. Mm -hmm. And I love that you talked about the whole stress response thing. Um, I've been reading this book called The Healthy Deviant, and it talks about mm. how um, we are at we have an evolutionary uh, DNA mismatch, you know, cause like the agricultural revolution and all the technological advances and the industrial revolution, it happens so quick in the whole span of human history that mm. our DNA is not being, it's not catching up to whatever, you know, we're exposed to now. So I'm glad you really touched upon that. Cause yeah, stress is everywhere. And it's so like, it's so in our face that we probably, you know, a lot of us, we don't see it as like a source of like, um, like external stimulus or oxidative stress on our bodies. And that can really take a toll on our hormones. Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree. Yeah. All right. So, okay, great. So is there any other thing that could be helping with PMS that you want to address or? Well, I guess I think that I mean, if I was to just keep it nice and simple, I think those three yeah. key things are really important, which is just developing a new relationship with your cycle and the best way to do that is to start tracking your cycle mm -hmm. um, and then you can you know once you start tracking your cycle then you can start noticing like noticing things like your um, um, you know your sorry I've got my mental blank um, cervical fluid right. temperature those sorts of things mm -hmm. and then the second thing is you know looking at your food like when it comes to food it's just all about you know colorful plate of food and and getting in the kitchen and cooking your own food if you can and the third thing is actually moving your body so when you notice that you feel you know like perfect example i'll actually use me um recently you know usually when i'm working on a deadline or i'm highly stressed because i've got two young kids I used to just take 10 minutes to meditate, mm -hmm. but what I've started doing is actually going outside and going for a run. I've always fantasized about being able to run. It's just never been something I've been good at, but I was like, you know what, I'm going to change that. And it was a bit of struggle for the first week, but I've, I've done six runs now. And now it's like my, my body's actually telling me you're stressed, Melly, go for a run. Cool. Yeah. And that's your way uh, of so shaking it off. Amazing how your, yeah, your body responding. You know, mm -hmm. in a positive way. I love that. I love the whole bit about like um, coming home to your body and really like mm. embracing whatever it's telling you because it's definitely not against us. As you said, yes. it's like it's always adapting to whatever we give it. Yes. 
All right. And that's awesome. Like, I hope that people would, you know, understand more about PMS and also how the birth control pill affects it. Um, so if, you know, someone wants to work with you, you're located in Australia, right? Yeah, I'm based in Australia. Okay. In Sydney. And so if, if someone wants to work with you or, you know, find out more about you, where can they do yeah, they can just go visit my website, which is merlyhartnet.com. And I'm actually running a challenge at the moment, which is all about reducing PMS. So perfect timing. <laughs> oh, perfect. Is it, are you halfway now or? Uh, we're actually just going to start today. So oh, perfect. Um, yeah, okay. people can start anytime. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Okay. I'll definitely get that in the show notes. And it was so nice to meet you. And thank you. It was for lovely to meet you show. too, Melissa. Right.